You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. something different and i can't quite put my finger on it the coffee still tastes the same yes yeah, so that's the same the mics are the same mics are the same table is the same tables the same mics are the same you're the same i'm you're the same too john co-host of g for d aka grounds for discussion, discussion. i can't quite figure out what it is though that's different wait a second i know you got new drapes, didn't you? Oh, you're so close. There's actually no drapes behind you, though. <gasps> Egad. Egad. No, we are. We're recording in a special new place. It is a special place. Our new recording studio area space. Hooray. Not at all Adam's new apartment. <laughs> no, not at all. It, new room, new rules. No filter. No, just kidding. We filter. Always yeah. use a coffee filter. Always use a coffee filter. This is really good. This is very, very good. What blend is this? Oh, man. This might be the coffee we got at Lucky's Market. It's their Ethiopian blend. How do you not know? Oh, well, to be fair, you do have like 20 different options to choose from. Yeah, I have like two of those, um, what do you call it? Airtight canisters. One of them has the Trader Joe's one. This one's the Lucky's one, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that you do that. You take it out of the bag and you put it in airtight canisters. Yep, keeps it fresh. You got it down to a science, man. And let me tell you, you do see oh, a difference. This, this Lucky's blend tastes really, really good. Yeah, I. it's really weird because they do also I have like local roasters there, but I find that all the beans expire like two months. So it's like it was roasted in January, but it's like April. So it's like, oh, it's still good because, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, that's that's it's not good it's not gonna be ultimate fresh and that's what happened with one of them i found Mm -hmm. it was a oh man what what was it called it was like a heat it was a jewish coffee roaster too which is very interesting Hmm. so but oh i it was i think the roast state was just really bad Mm -hmm. so oh interesting see i always (sighs) like you talk to me about this kind of stuff because you know things that i would never think of I, I like your knowledge that you give to me makes me feel like such an amateur Aww. when it comes to brewing a cup of coffee. Oh, style. You're, you're I, so wise. I will gladly show you the ways. Mm. I can show you my coffee. <laughs> oh, boy. Shining, shimmering beams. So, we have an exciting new episode for you today. We're going to be talking about two bands, uh, Pup and X Hex. XX? XX. Were they were they formally known as another band? I don't believe so. No, no, Mm-mm. no, no. That was a bad joke. Sorry. That's all X, good. X. Oh, uh, their X yeah. was hexed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, it's their first album in five years. I'm excited to talk to you about that. Yeah, but before we jump in there, John, I want to give you um, the latest segment in an ongoing G4D uh, topic we've talked about. This is this segment's called. Uh, Facebook comments on the movie trailer for the movie yesterday. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there's a movie coming out. 
called Yesterday, which the premise is this guy, there's like a blackout, and then for some reason he's the only person who remembers the Beatles. And he plays, I think he plays Yesterday on guitar to his girlfriend after she buys him a new guitar. And she's like, oh, wow, that song is beautiful. It's like, who wrote it? I'm like, the Beatles did. He's like, no, you did, right? That's your song. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's my song. And then he finds out the Beatles did exist, and he meets Ed Sheeran somehow. Whatever. And then he starts profiteering off lies. Right? But in the latest trailer, there's a scene with James Corden. He goes on the James Corden show, and he says, there are two men here who who believe that they've written all the songs you did. So I'm very curious. And the next shot is a guy in shoes and a guy without shoes. So I guess John Lennon and Paul McCartney are still alive in this scenario or it's right. I don't know. This movie just gets worse and worse. <laughs> the more footage they put out. Um, I, so I scoured through some of the Facebook comments to see what the people had to say about it. And John, I'm going to read these to you right now. Okay. Give it to me. People on here... Beatles bashing. Okay, fair enough. Keep in mind, though, that most likely the bands or music you enjoy today was in way or another inspired by or ripped off from the Beatles. Just saying. Okay. That's a really blanket statement to make, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) To give contrast to those who think they were overrated, they became viral in a time where their recordings were shared on copies of other copies of cassette tapes. They were the first to draw enough people for a stadium-type show, they were the background music for the birth of a completely new generation that didn't want the restrictions the old system had. The evolution of their creativity. They started out with campy pop songs, but gave birth to the psychedelic sounds of backwards lyrics, sound effects, and heavy metal. Parentheses, Helter Skelter. Close parentheses. I'm a big fan of not only their music, but what the mark they left on so many things. Mind-blowing if you really think about it. <laughs> Be- <laughs> I'll keep go- I'll keep going. This guy said, "I think it would be funny if they used Gore instead of the Beatles." <laughs> Beatles wrote slews of perfectly crafted tunes, prepared with slews of interesting experimental tracks. They weren't afraid to take risks. The dichotomy of Paul and John as two master songwriters, George the dark horse and highest master, and Ringo who glued it all together seamlessly, saying they are overrated is a bit foolhardy. And you haven't really listened, or you might just either be jealous or have bad taste. To the millennials or post-millennials bashing on the Beatles, guess what? Many of the bands and music from your generation sound sucky to countless scores of other people. You know something else? Your millennial music will fade from memory and significance, while the Beatles' (laughs) music, just like Beethoven, Bach, (laughs) and significance. <laughs> Sorry, Beethoven, Bach, etc. from classical music will endure and remain, still catchy and relevant as ever. Like classic music and art, Beatles music must maintain their appeal. Oh, that's right, the Beatles music has endured and still remains relevant. Why? Because Beatles music, like classic music, really is just incredibly good, whether you agree or not. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> here, here's how I feel. I think we've made it no mistake, <laughs> like nobody can mistake that we are both Beatles fans. I grew up with the Beatles quite a bit too, <laughs> partially thanks to my grandmother who actually grew up across from Liverpool. Across the universe? Ah. <laughs> so for her, it was a big deal seeing these young kids become successful from England. And at that point too, I know they weren't exactly from Liverpool. That's 
if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong here, they were ne- either nearby it or they were f- from like that's kind of where they were first got big. Yes, but they weren't all from there. If I remember correctly, something I could be like wrong. That, yeah. So yeah, something like that. I mean, semantics, I know, but anyway, it, it, she raised me to be a big fan of them, and it's just been a band that has stuck with me still to this day. I still love the Beatles. It always drives me nuts when you get somebody on Twitter thinking they're so funny with their hot take about how the Beatles are overrated. It just, I, it just draws to those same conclusions of people who are like, they don't make music like they used to. Yes, it does. And that's just the, the general of what I saw in the Facebook comments. Those, those comments being the most funniest that I, I kind of read and be like, okay, like relax, Grandpa. Yeah, like I, exactly. I, and I make the argument, yes, music is not made like they used to make it but that's a good thing because then exactly. we would evolve and grow and you know these people these pe- the people reading these comments can go celebrate with led zeppelin to greta van fleet like the- go celebrate with that but it's got to grow as a genre like when jazz music came out people were like oh this is terrible they don't make it like they used to and it's just one generation complaining after the next and that's all that is right there i I understand that it's very easy to like look at an old school band and say they're overrated and maybe you have some valid points. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that like the Beatles were perfect, that they don't have any bad songs. No, of course they do. Like and every band has bad songs. And they were influenced by pet sounds. So I mean like this whole like oh the Beatles broke ground on everything isn't 100% true at all. Yeah. There's no doubt that they did a lot of things really, really well. I do not agree with that sentimentality that like, oh, the Beatles and the Beatles alone are responsible for all these other artists. No, that's, that's I not mean, how it I mean, I think there's definitely an influence of the Beatles. And I think it's an influence, too, because, you know, even when I was growing up, my dad showed me the Beatles and we listened to that, you know, Beatles number one album, one. And it's like, it's got all those classic, they're good songs for like kids too. Like anyone can listen to them and, you know, there's not a lot of, I don't want to, you know, there's a lot of connotation things in those, but like it's easy, accessible, and it's there. And it's kind of safe music for a little kid to get start hooked on. They were also charming guys too. I don't know if you've ever watched A Hard Day's Night, the movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Love that movie. Absolutely love that movie. And obviously they're playing caricatures of themselves, but there there's something about them that there's a charm to them yes there is a charm to them that made them last as long as they do but to your point and i think this is what i was trying to go to as well we grew up with them those people who are complaining about them didn't and then the people who did and are sticking up for them are the ones that just aren't going to say anything bad about them yeah love the beatles absolutely love the Beatles. I do. And I still listen to them to this day. I'm not going to be that Beatles fan that just thinks like, oh, you know, there's no music from today that will stand the test of time. There's plenty of music that will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not also one of those people that believes like, oh, you can't make a good movie based on the Beatles. This doesn't look like a good movie because it's based on the movies. It just doesn't look like a good movie in general. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Like, the jokes are corny. And then... I'm not going to harp on Ed Sheeran anymore. Just the basic plot and everything like right there. You see it all in the trailer. I don't need to see this. We also, the trailer also establishes that it's a dream too. So what's the point? Yeah. 
Like, you know, at the end, he's, he's going to wake, wake up, up and it's just like, oh, yeah. you know, like it's th- there's really no point. I can't see myself enjoying a movie like that when I know how it's going to end. Yeah, they pretty much give the way the whole thing. And, you know, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, co- comment sections, man. Comment sections. Uh, it's, it's, it, it drives me about as nuts about the uh, whole thing between Imagine Dragons and foster the people too oh, as well. Oh god, I heard about that. Oh jeez. What was that episode of Family Guy? Was it Family Guy? Oh, I don't know. He's like, "Oh no, maybe it was Family Guy." He's like, "Kids, kids, it's okay. You're both terrible." <laughs> Look, I'm not going to knock people who like Imagine Dragons or foster the people, but ugh, it's it's not it's it uh, classic Liam Gallagher, not for me, might. Although I did lose a lot of respect for Foster the People when I think they played at the Grammys and they did like a Brian Wilson tribute and and the guy was reading off the lyrics for wouldn't it be nice and it was clearly visible he didn't know them and it's like come on dude yeah that's really lame yeah I I he, here's my thought process who cares besides the obvious both of you make a lot of money you sell out shows all the time why do you care what what yeah, there's the always going to be people who like you guys. It's the people who don't like you guys bring you down. I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm, I couldn't imagine criticism if I wrote a song, wrote a song or something, and put it out and people hated it. And like, I, you know, it's hard to take that kind of thing to heart. And, and I understand it's different when you're within the industry itself. Of course, too. but yeah, but you have to take solace in the fact that you're selling out stadiums and obviously you're doing something right. So there's always going to be that one band that people pick on. Before it was Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Now it's Imagine Dragons. You know what, dude? Live with it. Yeah. You want to know why you need to live with it? Because you're still making a lot of money. And the thing is, Nickelback embraced it. And if anything, it helped them further. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. They, 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 they got it. They didn't care. They got it. They didn't care. Yeah. They sell out stadiums. They don't care. Yeah, no. They Not only do they sell out stadiums, but they charge their tickets like $85 for like nosebleed section People seats. will buy them. Yeah, people will buy them. Yeah. Like, this is just like, it ends up just becoming something that I'm not going to say on air because this is a family-friendly show. It just ends up becoming a... A after-coffee yes. stomach problem show. Yes. It, it, <laughs> yes. There, there we go. <laughs> there we go. It's it's just like you, you, y'all are just patting yourselves on the back and you're like two seconds away from singing Kumbaya. Come on. Get 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 over yourselves. The worst part about something like this, too, is that they had to... They had to type in their feelings in the note section oh my god that drives me app. wild oh. <laughs> it's like i need to write a formal thought out apology let's do it on iphone notes <laughs> every celebrity owns an iphone so they can purposely write apologies in iphone notes and not any other device <laughs> i want imagine dragons to write one dear music fans i am so sorry for ripping off putting on the ritz in our new song natural <laughs> every song is like that I don't, I don't even i don't even hate either of those bands actually i kind of liked foster the foster the people's first album it's, it's fun yeah that song houdini bangs yeah it does yeah. it does um and is there a song that i like from imagine dragons yes there is i like top of the world i think that's a fun song is that the i'm on top of the world, world. Hey. do 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 yeah. A.K.A. any city slash states uh, tourism board bureau songs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, we're laughing. They're making money. Well, 
I know it's probably different if you're within the industry itself. Of course. So I understand why the lead singer of Foster People feels like he needs to apologize. Totally get that. Did you need to involve all of us in the public? No, this is just you saving face. I think the other thing is, too, is that, like, if you're going to make fun of a band like Imagine Dragons, your discography better be perfect. Like and Matt you... Foster, the people who <laughs> they only have they released another album. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I didn't keep up with them after that first album. Kind of lost interest in them. And once I knew that like Pumped Up Kicks was like this huge, massive hit, I knew it was just going to be kind of downhill from there. Oh, they released. Sorry, oh, album... that sounds hipster, but I'm not going to apologize for I that. I think they're getting ready to release an album because there it's a style and there's two songs on it. Mm. There's like an EP. Oh, maybe, well, that's probably why they had the interview then. I, I, I couldn't care enough to look up like the real details on this. Something I think like something with Corey Taylor got involved or something. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh, Corey Taylor was the one who said Imagine Dragons are the new Nickelback. Yeah. Now let me go put on this mask and hide. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, that new Slipknot song is pretty good. It it actually I, is I surprisingly. Is, I like. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. It could be good. I also did you know that the drummer of Slipknot. His father is the is Bruce Springsteen's drummer. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I didn't know that. No kidding. Yeah, something Weinstein, right? In his Max, who who's Bruce Springsteen's drummer? Kyle's gonna uh, kill us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Max Weinstein. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his song is Max Feinstein. Feinstein. Hold on, Max Weinstein. So yeah. something like that. Yeah, I. I I just think like those kind of arguments are just so lame. Oh, that's my bad. Max Weinstein is the um, is the guy from Family Guy where Peter wishes he was Jewish. I'm sorry. Why am I quoting Family Guy so much? I'm terrible. Yeah, wait, what's wrong with you? Yikes. <laughs> You've changed since this new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's happening. I'm morphing. Although you and Carrie do do uh, a good back and forth like, Peter. <laughs> Uh, max weinberg that's his name that's his drummer's name that's right that's right that's right yes jay weinberg is the drummer of slipknot that's right yep okay i did not know that 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 kind of blows my mind right there yeah that the the things you learn on g for d (laughs) yeah i just to kind of close it out the the other thing that i just wanted to point out too with this kind of stuff if i'm imagine dragons you know why you really should not care what anybody else says? Because those people are never going to like your band. Yeah, they're so not don't waste your time with them. Just it's it's like marketing appeal to the crowd that you know likes you, not the ones who don't. Yeah, forget all the rest of them. Yeah. I can't I can't feel bad for artists that make buttloads of money. All right, I can't. Like I just I you, you you're set. You're good. You, you you might want to please everybody, but you're not. Exactly. All right. Well, I know we haven't talked in a while, and it's good to, to chat about this kind of stuff. But let's yeah. get into our first album review here. We're going to make these fun and funner. This fun, is... Fun, fun and funner. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the first album we're going to talk about is Pup, which is abbreviation for Pathetic Use of Potential. They are a Canadian punk rock band from Toronto. Um... They released a couple albums, and they are back with their newest album called 
oh my gosh, my coffee is just like, oh my God. All right, morbid stuff. There you go. Which is kind of like a, almost like a punk opera, if you will. I got a lot of punk opera vibes. But, yeah, um, it's pretty epic. Yeah, they signed with uh, Side One Dummy Records, which uh, John's favorite band, Floggy Molly, is on. I know they've done like Silverstein and a couple other big pop oh, punk bands in the past. That is a band I've not heard in a long, long time. Silverstein. Silverstein, yeah, man. They're wow. great. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. I saw them live at one point. Oh, that's cool. Back in the day. Back in the day. But yeah, so kind of like that pop punk kind of style. And yeah, it was the, this is the first album I've heard from them. Same here. Yeah, so John, what did you think of Pup's Morbid Stuff? So this is one of those kind of genres of music that I really don't listen to now anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very much, I don't know, maybe it just has to do with getting older, more mature, just not really identifying with just kind of the... You know, the, the, the simpler things, you know, when you're younger, you don't complain about the same stuff that you do once you're a full grown adult, have a family and all those things. We kind of talked about that when we were talking about American football the other week. Yeah. It's, I feel like if this, if like, if Eminem of the state came out and we listened to it now being the age we are, I don't think we would appreciate it as much as we yes. would back in when it came out when we were young. Agreed. Completely kind of agree. Thing. Yeah. Completely agree. There's there's really just, anytime I listen to any of those things, it's really just out of nostalgia, and it's really just very fleeting at that. However, there's a infectious energy to this whole album. Yeah. That I felt like, okay, in terms of structure and the screaming and just the like you know aggressive nature of it i wouldn't like this normally but there's something here that does work it's like it feels very cheesy for what they're talking about at certain points but it works very well because the guitar parts are really interwoven with each other i got a lot of um say anything vibes from it yes i felt like i was kind of like you know, watching a play unravel, like kind of like, here's the intro we're going to talk about kind of like, you know, life and, you know, drug abuse and all these different kinds of like topics. But like mm-hmm. it, it, the way that the guitars just kind of slam together and the songs and the lyrics and the screaming aspects of it, it just really like meshes together really well. Agreed. Yeah. Completely agree. There, There's also just some kind of relatability to it because he talks about stress on yeah. some of the tracks it's all just about how it gets so overwhelming and overbearing and it's all things you know we've dealt with you know stress and you know just life in general and i feel like the topics are relatable enough to a lot of people yes it's not just songs about like breakups and you know it's other almost, drama it's like morbid stuff relating to self-care and trying to be a good person and trying to you know, realize you're worth it and your self-worth. And I guess maybe that comes from the fact that he was seeking treatment for his ravaged vocals, the lead singer specifically. Oh. And he had been told by a doctor that he'd never be able to sing again. So this is almost kind of like a cathartic album of some sorts. Like, yeah. kind of like, you know, just overcoming the difficulty that he had with that. Hmm. Uh, you know, there's a song on there, uh, or rather the, uh, previous album i should say 2016's the dream is over was about like dealing with anxiety and a lot of uncertainties and now he feels like he's kind of gotten to a point where this is a quote i feel i found a language to better express those things end quote and i 
definitely can see that here. This is an album that isn't afraid to just kind of like tell it like it is, you mm-hmm. know, just he could be very, very blunt with his lyrics too as well. Like he's not going to try and play around or try and, you know, try and make things more intricate. No, this is, this is how I feel. And you're going to get a face full of it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a very punchy album too as well. Like you mentioned the guitar aspects of this, which it's probably my favorite thing about this album. Yeah, it's very it's very punk rock. Yes. Very post punk rock. Very, so very you, much so. So if you were like, you know, kind of John and I were saying, you know, like Silverstein, um, oh my gosh, what's another band? Like, oh, what's that one band? Um Well, oh the lead singer, uh Babcock is his last name. One of his all time favorite bands is Built to Spill. Okay. And I can definitely see that influence on this album too. And he's very much at points very vulnerable mm-hmm. too with what he does like this is not only is it very cathartic i think it's just also him just kind of like opening up about like these pure raw emotions that he has throughout the album yeah he's not afraid to talk about it either which i feel like you know no. in in this day and age you know depression's really high and just that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and it's not he's like don't be afraid to talk it out you like the listener are pretty much the therapist that he's talking to you know yeah Cool. So I think we can jump into our final thoughts here. Um, I really enjoyed this album. I think it's 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 definitely on the pop punk side. So if you're into that kind of genre of music, you'll definitely enjoy this. I think the guitar lines are really good. It's very opera like and kind of tells a story. And I would give it a download. I am right there with you, sir. I I I think for me, like I enjoyed listening to it. I would probably enjoy seeing them live, um, although I'll be standing on the outside of that mosh pit. Oh, I can see a lot of people just like learning these. These this is one kind of bands that you know people learn the lyrics back and forth and are screaming to at the show, kind of thing. Yes, very, very much so. Like I said, just it's very, very high energy throughout. I don't think it really ever slows down until that final track. That's that's on there. It has that old school mentality about it, but with today's sensibilities and these and today's modern sense of lyrics the reason why i just don't give it and own it is because i don't think it's very deep i think it's very enjoyable to listen to and i definitely think it's worth listening to yeah it's definitely a good angry album if you're feeling these emotions just to get it out and like i need an escape i i just don't think it offers enough to really take it to that own it level yeah it's it's very much an album that's enjoyable, very, very enjoyable to listen to, but not one that's like you need to drop everything for. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we have X-Hex's new album, It's Real. Um, X-Hex is a rock band um, consisting of Mary Timoney from uh, Helium and Wild Flag. Have you ever listened to Wild Flag? You know what? I don't think I have. Oh, they're great. They're kind of like a super group that's got Carrie Brownstein from- Oh, no um, kidding. Sleater Kenny in it and a couple other girls. How did I miss that? Oh my God. Yeah, definitely check out Wild Flag. They're great. Um, but this is their first, second album as X Hex um, in five years called It's Real. And yeah, we can, it's on Merge Records. And that previous album, <clears throat> Rips, by the way, is a really, really fun album. One of my favorites from 2014. Nice. But yeah, they're back with their newest album and. I can kind of jump in first. I really, really like this album. I am really glad to hear oh that. Oh my God. There was a band that came out a couple of years ago. Oh my white reaper. And they were, I kind of equated them to like a indie Rick Springfield. And I feel like 
I got a lot of Go-Go's vibes from this album mm-hmm. and kind of like 80s punk rock new wave from yeah. it. And I, it's a really good style. And I think that's kind of coming back. And just the way that the members of this band is interwoven their guitars and this crunchiness of it, it's really addictive. Agreed. Completely agreed. They're, they're very much a power pop band. Yes. Like, they're, they're, make no mistake about it. What you're listening to is it's it's not just energetic it it's got like a good vibe behind it like there's really not a lot of negativity here no it it definitely rips and you're like you're listening for those guitar parts hence the title of the first album (laughs) right seriously it's like one of those like shredder albums especially on that second song uh rainbow rainbow Uh, shiner oh yeah like this is like classic rock and roll in some ways yeah very much a summer album i think too as well Mm -hmm. because it's just upbeat throughout the whole thing you know their their lyrics and what they sing about i think are straightforward catchy but like i don't know they know how to write good hooks they yes and just like the vocals complement the hooks one of my favorite tracks from their previous album, Waterfall. I love that track so much. The The guitar riff on that is like almost like a modern day uh, Chuck Berry riff. And the chorus is so much fun. You're my little waterfall. Wow. So good. I, I absolutely love it. And 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 this album just kind of continues that trend. It's, it's interesting because XX's first album was one of those kind of albums that I listened to so much when it came out. And I kind of forgot about them. And then to have them come back up, it's like, oh, wait, great. Now I can rediscover their old album and listen to this new one. And if you like their previous album, I think you'll definitely like this album, too. Yeah. And man, I can't say enough positive things about this. So I think we can jump in mm-hmm. our final thoughts here. Yeah. If you like, I would say, like, heart, um, old school punk music, garage rock, 80s music. This is like right up your alley. The guitars shred. The vocals are great. It's overall mixed really well. It's just a fun, it's a fun, fun album, and I'm going to give it an own it. Their, the, their love for garage rock has always been there from the beginning. And then you add in elements of bands from the 70s and the 80s, and you've just got this classic feel to it. And it's just very, very interesting because X-Hex is authentic in what they still put out. It never feels like, oh, we're trying to recreate or capture what some of our favorite artists had done. And maybe some of their success deal comes from the fact that like, oh, um, you know, it's just they're, they're this upbeat and, you know, really just smartly put together band. Mm-hmm. And we don't get too many bands that sound like this in general. No, but when it does, it works. And oh, I think when you're so paying well. tribute to those old sounds and styles and you do it in a new way, it works. And that's probably why also why I really like that White Reaper album. Exactly. It, it, it's like one of those kind of things, too, where nostalgia is great, but sometimes it's only great to a certain point. This is using nostalgia to craft something new. And that's why I love this band so much. I can't wait to listen to this album again and again this summer. I was actually listening to it on the way over here with the windows down. I mean, because it's just gorgeous today in Florida. Yeah, this is a crank up your stereo kind of album. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just all the air coming in. It it just it hits that sweet spot so well. For me, I am going to give this an own it. Nice. Absolutely an own it. 
I I can't say enough good things about these uh, about these guys, and I'm glad that they're getting some good coverage. I want them to get more coverage, though. Oh yeah, check this album out. Going to have a great time. Definitely. And speaking of great time, um, John and I are going to be at Park Avenue CDs this weekend for Record Store Day. So we're going to work on something special while we're there and kind of do, we'll show you what we got, what we didn't get, what we want. And yeah, we're, we're excited to show you all this fun stuff. But yeah, come see us at Park Avenue CDs at Record Store Day. Might have some surprises on the way too. We'll be waiting in line. Yeah. And if you Looking see us, fine. Come, come say hi. Take a selfie. Yeah. Give us five stars. You yeah. Know, subscribe, yeah. rate, comment. You know, no big deal, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That unlike the records that you'll be buying, doesn't cost you anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my poor wallet. I feel like I'm walking into the guillotine. I I am being good this year, but the temptation is real. We're going to be joined by our buddy Chad, too, aren't we? Yeah, Chad will be there. I don't think we've had him on yet. No, I don't think we've had him either. No, Chad is going to be our uh, photographer at some point for future photo shoots. And Uh, he can be yours, too. (laughs) Yeah, Chad, look up a Chad Balmer uh, photography. Stuff is great. Heck yes. He's, he's he's done so many great photos over the years. Like the guy is just immensely talented. Yeah, and he's doing a really cool thing on his Twitter where he's doing like a one a day kind yeah, of thing. Shot so, a day. Yeah, he's doing it on Instagram too. But it's it's really good stuff. If you like he's very good at scope, like giant, like beautiful enclosures and stuff. But if you look up uh C H A R E D photo on Twitter, you can find him there and look at all his fun stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot wait, buddy. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Be yeah. tired, oh, but yeah. I think you'll be bringing coffee, right? I hope so, if I, if I get up early enough. <laughs> oh, tired, Adam. Oh. What time? All right, so what's our goal? To be in line by 7? Yeah. I think we should try it. We because I think it. last year, we got in line right at 8, and we were literally, I think, what, we waited three hours? Yeah. So logically, if we get in line by 7, we'll be in there by 10. It's somehow it's always worth it though that wait i don't know how yeah. but it is well the pbrs hopefully will uh help oh, us i hope they have tito's again man Ooh, that's what i hope that tito's. was great tito's tito's oh man anyways well, ugh, well i'm out of coffee yeah i am too that was a good cup of joe though buddy thanks bro cup of joe i never really liked that phrase cup of joe <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm in a 60s diner <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Eat at Joe's. You ever see like cartoons? Oh yeah. Or, uh, that? What's that? Crab Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. Got to eat at Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they took it from. This is like a running gag on like those old uh, Tex Avery cartoons. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah. So uh, that that's a little bit of random factoid for you there. So cute. We're full of them here on G4D, aka Grounds for discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.